Did I hear someone say, I need a coach for the PMP exam or project management? Hey, if that's you, go on down to pmanonymous.com. I'm accepting new students. Let's knock this exam out and let's get your career straight. See you there. Hello, my awesome project managers. How are you doing? It's the PMP exam radio show. And here we're taking a look at project management for your PMP exam. We're breaking down the concept of knowledge areas and process groups and processes. And we're just making it conversational. Today, we're talking about risk management. What is a risk? My buddy, the risk doctor, and you should visit the risk doctor video channel, by the way, on YouTube. Brilliant channel. My buddy, Dr. David Hilson, the risk doctor, he says... A risk is uncertainty that matters. It's uncertainty that can impact your project positively or negatively, not just negatively. You see, when we talk about risk, there's a tendency for you to think about it as just negative, but it's not just negative. You could have negative and positive risks. And we often say negative risks or threats, positive risks or opportunities. So the very first thing that we talk about in the PMBOK guide is planning risk management. It's called plan risk management. And it's really planning how you're going to tackle risks on the project. So you create a plan called a risk management plan that guides your actions, that takes into account the stakeholders, takes into consideration their tolerance, if you will, for risk. We talk about risk tolerance. Well, we would factor in the risk tolerance of stakeholders and we would decide to act in a certain way or do certain things. Some stakeholders are risk-seeking, some are risk-averse, some freak out the moment they understand there's risk of a certain amount on the project. And for that reason, you as the project manager may need to take certain actions from a risk perspective. You may need to do more risk planning, more risk identification, more risk analysis, more risk monitoring. It really depends. It also depends on the nature of project you're working on. If you're working on a project that involves several thousands of lives that are at risk, then of course you want to do a lot more risk management, a lot more planning, analysis, monitoring, and response than you typically would on a smaller project that is not that high stakes. So we plan risk management, and then we identify risks. Identify risk means you identify what could go wrong. From plan risk management, we get a risk management plan that feeds into this. And this is called identify risk and we derive a risk register. Some people call it a risk log. But in the risk register, you want to look out for three things, the cause, the risk, and the effect. You don't just want to think about the risk, but you want to think about what could cause the risk, what is the risk, and what is the effect of the risk. Cause, risk, effect. And when you do that, you're able to see multiple risks with a common cause. And if you attack the root cause, you cut off a whole ton of those risks all at once. That's the idea why we say cause, risk, effect. We want to know what the cause is. We want to know what the impact is, not just the risk. After you've done a good job of identifying the risk, you then move into the analysis part. You do a qualitative risk analysis where you take a look at the risk and you say, is this a high impact or a low impact based on expert judgment? Is it a low impact in terms of cost? Is it a high impact in terms of schedule? Is it a low impact in terms of quality or something else? When you take a look at each one of those risks from a probability standpoint and an impact standpoint, you find an intersection of probability and impact. And sometimes we use a probability impact matrix and we score the probability rating 
on a scale of one to five. We score the impact rating on a scale. It could be one to five, one to eight. It really depends. But a lot of folks will weigh the impact a little bit differently because impact is so much more important in terms of if it happens, you're in trouble. Think about it. You've got a low probability that something will happen, but it's a high impact. You've got to weigh the impact a little bit more. You get what I'm saying? So that is typically best practice for risk management. But anyway, that aside, you want to understand what is the risk score, probability rating times impact rating. Some people don't even use numbers. They just use colors. And where you have a green and a green, it's a green. A yellow and an orange, and it would be an orange. That kind of thing. But anyway, regardless what you use, the main aim of qualitative risk analysis is for you to prioritize those risks in order. And we're talking about a relative ranking of the risks. So you relatively rank the risks, and then you move into the next process called perform quantitative risk analysis. And this is where you look at the expected monetary value of the risk, which is probability times impact. And you look at the aggregate effect of all the risks on the project. So when you aggregate them, you're finding the expected monetary value across the entire project. And there are other things that come into play here, probability distributions, things like tornado diagrams. But the word on the street is this is not big on the exam anymore. So I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Leave that for people taking the PMI RMP. The next process is planning of risk responses. So based on your relative ranking of risks and based on your expected monetary value and all of the other rankings you do and the other nine ways you can rank risks and everything that you've done, you get to the part where you decide which ones are we going to avoid, mitigate, transfer, accept, escalate, which ones are we going to exploit from the positive sense, enhance from the positive sense, maybe accept, maybe share, escalate, right? Because you've got five strategies for positive, five strategies for negative. There's a mnemonic for the negative. It's A-team, A-T-E-A-M. And each letter stands for one of the things, avoid, transfer, escalate, accept, mitigate. And then for the positive risks, I have a mnemonic called easy, E-A-S-E-E. The three E's are escalate, enhance, and exploit. The A is accept and the S is share. And that's an easy way you can remember how to respond. Now, risk is mammoth. It's big. It cuts across all areas. And that's why it will probably take the longest time to talk about in all of these knowledge areas. After you've done planning risk responses, you then move into executing where you respond to the risk. We call it implement risk responses. So based on your approach, whether it's for negative or positive, you gotta implement the risk response. You implement the response, and of course you wanna make sure that it actually works. So in monitor risk, the final process, that's where you check to make sure your response actually worked, your risk methods, your risk management in total is actually working. And if it's not working, you gotta do something different. It's a simple mindset. So seven things you do. You plan risk management, you identify risk, you perform qualitative risk analysis, you perform quantitative risk analysis, you plan risk responses, you implement risk responses, and you monitor risks. Okay? Why don't we call it control risk? Wouldn't it be good to control the unknown, the uncertain? It would, but we can't. So we call it monitor risk. And that's it, my friends. 
those are the seven things you do. I hope you found this to be helpful. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, share with your friends. If you got any questions, put them below and I'll see you in our next episode. Bye for now.